You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Watson directing traffic, going to try it again, and that time it will be caught. Kenny Stills for the touchdown. You know, guys, welcome to a marvelous Monday of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news update. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, and of course, I cannot do this show without my man. Cody Davis, the Houston Texans opened up the month of December with a huge 28-22 victory over... The New England Patriots, as of right now, the Houston Texans are still number one in the AFC South as they improve to eight and four. And um, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys had a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, There's only a couple more weeks before the Christmas holiday is, but as of right now, we're just going to kick back and relax and just enjoy this Houston Texans victory. And enjoy this victory we shall because why the Texans deserve it. They deserve it. The fans deserve it. The Texans had not won a game against the Patriots since 2010. And ironically enough, the last time that happened was at home. And listeners, don't forget, you can check out this show on all of the major platforms for podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone. You can catch it everywhere that podcasts are available. And you know what you can also catch? Well, that's a very impressive trick play that happened. The Deshaun, <laughs> to the the Hopkins, the options. I mean, what are, we saw that you had problems with Lamar Jackson stopping it. We're going to throw a little bit of our own sauce in there. Yesterday's game for the Texans was just, it was a stamp, right? Mm-hmm. It was a stamp. And today's show, we're definitely going to review the game. You know, Mondays. Or, or, or Tuesdays or whenever the Texans play the very next day, we review the game. So that's what today's show is about. But what today, what yesterday's game was, Cody and listeners at our, at our home or whatever you are, it was a stamp on when this team is playing together collectively as a unit and everybody was on the field. Look at we had Roby on the field last night. Vernon Hargraves had a very good game last night. Jonathan Joseph had a very good game last night. Lonnie Johnson Jr. had a very good game last night. Jacob Martin in back-to-back weeks. Hello, I have a sack. <laughs> the trade was worth it. Kenny Steele's had a big game, right? So when everybody is healthy on the field and, and clicking on all cylinders, yesterday was a game to prove we're 8-4, and four, right? We've lost games that we should have won. And I get that, but we just, as as my man Avery called it in the Texas Wire, he, he did an article, check out the Texas Wire, we just slayed the dragon. Now, was this team, the Patriots, the Patriots we've known in the previous years? No, they were not. You know, I've, 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 when we talked about what Tom Brady brought to this team this year, and even when I was on Locked On, Patriots, when we did the crossover show, I picked the Texas to win this game because – I don't have trust in Tom Brady getting it done, even though he made it a game late, you know, and there was a a scare there. The Texans just went out there and played football and dominated the game from start to finish. Yeah, they they dominated start to finish. First and foremost, man, you know, even though I was never a fan of Tom Brady, I just want to say I hate watching the end of a great player's career and, 
you know, it kind of saddens me that this is not the same player that, you know, we 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 all loved and hated over the last, what, 100 years. But Seems like it. <laughs> at the end of the day, first and foremost, I want to say I hope that the Houston Texans use this game to continue their great defensive play. This game, even though the fourth quarter, it was kind of, you know, it got scary. But what the Texans did from the first, second, and third quarter on the defensive end is the main reason, if not one of the main reasons why the why why they ended up with this win. And I say that because you, you know Tom Brady does not have the weapons that he's used to. You know what happened to Antonio Brown. Josh Gordon isn't there. Um, Gronk is no longer there. You know, he he of course you, 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 he doesn't have a Randy Moss. His main target is Julian Edelman. And I love what the Texans defense did. They went out and double-teamed Edelman for the majority of this game. And it's like Romeo Cornell told his secondaries, Keep your eyes on Edelman and let the other's receivers beat us. And as you saw, most of those receivers could not get those catches. And most of them was were, were, were catchable plays. But because there are not that elite talent that Tom Brady is used to playing with, they, they stumbled and dropped the ball a lot. And, and, and kudos to Jonathan Joseph and Lonnie Johnson Jr. How many pass breakups did they have in this game well i will say this as a team and i'm so glad cody you're you're giving this secondary the credit that we all should be giving them a standing ovation for their play they had eight total pass deflections in yesterday's game those guys jonathan joseph with two vernon hargraves with one brian uh mckinney here he had one he threw in one Tyshawn Gibson had one, Reed had one, Lonnie Johnson Jr. had one, Roby had one. You know, collectively as a unit, even excluding the one from McKinney, they had seven pass breakups. You throw in an interception, and what they were able to do to the Patriots was the exact same thing that the Ravens has been able to do to teams since they brought in Marcus Peters. Yesterday we saw how talented this, you know, Bradley Roby is a first-round pick. Hargraves is the first round pick, even though Jonathan Joseph is 37 years old. And I'm just he's 137 years old. <laughs> he he look, he's a first round pick, right? Lonnie Johnson Jr., not a first round pick, picked him up in the second, you know, but you still got him in the first three rounds. He's a, a first round talent. They went out and they were able to get coverage sacks. They were playing so damn good in the in the coverage in the secondary that their front seven was able to cause pressure. Jacob Martin. He had a sack and a half. He was able to cause pressure from the outside, from rushing from the edge. This defense, I think, I'm not going to say it was the complete story because I've been critical of how Tom Brady and this offense has been this year. And you mentioned it yourself. You know, outside of Julian Edelman, let's look at the guys that really affected yesterday's game in the receiving end. Julian Edelman and James White. Those guys have been Patriots for a very long time, right? After that, rookie Jacoba Myers, Lacoste, Benjamin Watson, Muhammad Sanu, who just got here, and Philip Dorsett. All of those guys combined for 50 or less yards. Actually, 
Only one guy I had over 40 yards. Everybody else, 20, 20, 15, 14. The Texans did an amazing job of, one, beating their man you're supposed to beat. Right? How many times in sports do we see guys, like, you know, disrespect, but like a Jeremy Lin, like all of a sudden he's a fanatic because he's not supposed to be here. The Texans <laughs> did a phenomenal job of beating the man in front of you that you're supposed to be. And on top of that, doing it from the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, even though things got a little bit shaky in the fourth quarter, you still did it. I think Romeo Cornell deserves so much credit for his aggressiveness with his secondary, dialing up, making things a little bit difficult for a, a, a Tom Brady in a Patriots office who has been struggling this year. And one thing we've noticed about this office is they don't have a lot of time, right? The, the offensive line has been banged up. Now, Isaiah Wynn for the Patriots, he came back. He actually played a phenomenal game, did a great job of neutralizing his side at the left tackle position. You know, and then uh, the center goes out for the Patriots. But he did a great job of calling up these plays, giving these schemes a little bit, giving the Patriots and the schemes that he's calling different looks to cause a little bit confusing, knocking Tom Brady off of what he's so used to doing in his 20 years of playing NFL football, making him uncomfortable. That game last night for the secondary front seven, Cornell was phenomenal. And now there's no excuse for you to go out and continue to do it, right, Cody? Yeah, and and I'm glad that you mentioned the front seven because it, it was just an overall great defensive performance from the Houston Texans. And I was actually surprised by this because you take a look at the last two games, especially that game when they lost against the Baltimore Ravens, their defense looked god-awful. But you take a look at this game – and even when you take a look at their front seven, their front seven did an amazing job pressuring Tom Brady all night long. They sacked him three times. And John, once again, you was right. Since we started this podcast, your record is probably 50 and two. Jacob Martin is the future. We have a new pass rusher. His name, once again, is Jacob Martin. 1.5 sacks on the night. The, the, this front seven, it man, they did a phenomenal job. John, I'm almost at a loss to words because, I mean, it's the New England Patriots. It's Tom Brady. Yes, I know this is not the Tom Brady that that, that became the goal. Yes, I know that the, the Patriots has been struggling on offense all season long, but at the end of the day, I did not expect the Texans defense to play this well. Well, they play well because <laughs> the GOAT is not the GOAT right now, right? And, and it's okay. It's okay. But the, the thing is, you play who's in front of you. You're, you're on our schedule for a reason. We have to play you. Oh, and by the way, we have not beaten this team since 2010, right? This is a Twitter decade moment, right? <laughs> like There's a hashtag Twitter of the decades for the 2010s. This is one of those moments where we haven't beat you since 2010 when we were at home. They went out, and not only did they have three sacks, we all know, right? And this is okay for me to admit because if you don't know by now, I'm a big New England Patriot fan, right? But I'm also a realist. And how many times in, in meetings, you know, before we do shows, 
This year alone, I'm, I said, Brady's not the same Brady. I'm seeing it. I know Brady. He had a couple moments last night. And, I, and I, He made that fourth quarter very interesting. And if Bolton does not hit that ball out of bounds, the, the, I am pretty confident to say we would have saw the GOAT at work, and this game would have been very scary in the last 50 seconds. Well, kudos to this the entire defense for doing one thing that everybody knows is the the blueprint of beating this Patriot. If you this Patriot team in this organization, if you want to beat this organization, the very first thing you have to do is prioritize knocking Tom Brady around. Not only did they have those three sacks, but the Houston Texans were able to get twelve QB hits on Tom Brady. Four from DJ Reader, three from Jacob Martin. They just had a good night, and the Patriots. Offensively, the Patriots had a good night. They turned it up in the second half. If you look at the numbers, but the term numbers never lie is a lie. Numbers can lie sometimes. There's a lot of garbage time numbers in here. Yes, Brady threw for over 300 yards. Yes, he had three touchdowns. But a lot of that is in moments where he was fighting back in those garbage moments or those, you know, dump offs and things of that nature. Like when you think about what he did with James white to get the first score of the game, you know, those type of plays are going to happen. I want to tell you guys something really quick about how good this Texas defense played at halftime. Tom Brady was seven from 19, 82 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, a 28.8 passer rating. Guys, they don't get no better than that shutting down Tom Brady. And it does not get more better than using Blue Chew. Why? Well, for one, because I, I said so. But for two, and most importantly, because I know from experience how great Blue Chew can help increase your performance and get that uh, and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, guys. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Bluetooth brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Bluetooth is prescribed online by Bluetooth is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Bluetooth is made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, Cody, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and best of all. There's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On and just pay the $5 shipping. You're either going to use that $5 on the hot and ready for Little Caesars or Blue Chew. Treat yourself. Get both. <laughs> Go ahead and scurry up an extra five. Have a good night. Again, that is Locked On is the promo code. Again, that is BlueChew.com. Promo code locked on to try for free. Bluetooth is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texas. Now, we talked about how phenomenal this defense was, how the game plan for Romeo Cornell and how he schemed and strategized beating this Patriot team. I'll tell you what, you don't win games without scoring points. And that's exactly what the Texas offense did. This is Locked On Texas. This is the area of the team where – We've been so up and down on. I can't wait to talk about this offense for the Houston Texans. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, sticking with today's theme, the Houston Texans defeated the New England Patriots 28-22. And with the win, 
They improved to 2-10 all-time against the New England Patriots. As we all know, it's been nearly 10 years since the Houston Texans last beat the New England Patriots. The last time that happened was on January 3rd, 2010. John, the Houston Texans came away victorious in a 34-27 victory. Match up through 24-39 for 303 yards. Aaron Foster had a pretty good game. Um, 20 carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns. And Andre Johnson led the Texans in receiving 65 yards, six receptions. All you young Texans fans out there, if you don't know who these players are, that's how long it's been since the Texans beat the Patriots. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've been in high school. That we, we right. were still in high school. We were, we were still in high school <laughs> the last time the uh, Houston Texans beat the Patriots. We were getting ready for life, wasn't we? But now look where we are. I do want to say this: Deshaun Watson really, really put on a show yesterday. Why? He averaged nine point four per attempt. No QB has finished a game versus New England averaging more than seven. He was absolutely mesmerizing yesterday. 140 passer rating. He took those three sacks, but some things you're just going to have to deal with. I think the, the Patriots front seven did a pretty decent job of getting after Deshaun Watson, roughing him up a little bit. But, Cody, I, I is this game – and I want to ask you a question before I get to points. What, what I want to say, is this game going to be the poster child of you know, when everything is lined up correctly, you have your cornerbacks, you have your secondary, you have your healthy players. And I was, I was, I was really fearful for Deshaun in this game because Chris Clark started at right tackle. He did a decent job. The right tackle position did a decent job. Moving forward, are the Texans in a position where there is no excuse? I will say. One, let me say this. Deshaun Watson, I would like to say, now I know I might be in the minority for this, but this is one of the best games I've ever seen him play from an IQ standpoint. Because No, you're not in the minority. You are not in the minority. That is a majority statement. I'm just saying because when you look at his final numbers, 18 for 25, 234 yards, um, two sacks, three touchdowns. I mean, if we have seen Deshaun Watson put, put up numbers, I mean, hell, he threw for over 400 yards in a win against the Falcons. But when, it, when you look at the IQ standpoint, when he was being pressured, he knew when to throw, throw the ball away. When, and, and, and the thing was in that first half, when he was 11 for 14 for 122 yards, he literally picked apart the Patriots defense when it was in the zone, when it was in man coverage. He made quick decisions. It was almost like the quick decisions that Drew Brees has, has been making for years in New Orleans. That's the Deshaun Watson that we saw tonight. And I believe that's what made another difference in the Houston Texans getting this win. Now, back to your question, I'm going to say no only due to the fact that J.J. Watt is still out. Oh, and, and wait, 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 let's mention that there is a possibility, a strong possibility, Justin James Watt will return this season. <laughs> that news they, dropped over the weekend. Let's yes, that. yes, I mean, there is a possibility. If we get J.J. Watt and if the defense and the Texas offense as a whole 
can continue playing like this, I will say there's not going to be any team except for possibly Baltimore that can beat us. But I will say until J.J. Watt comes back, if we get to a point where we play against the 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 the, the Lamar Jackson or the Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship, I do believe that we need J.J. Watt to slow down Jackson and Mahomes. So I'm going to say this is not the best version of the Texans, but it's right up there only because Justin James it was not on that field. No, and I understand that what he the presence he's he brings to this Texans defense and just team overall is tremendous. But listen, they got it done tonight. You know, they were able to get to the quarterback. They were able to get an interception. They were able to play lights out in the secondary. They were able to, on the offensive end make quick and decisive decisions when getting the ball out. They were able to attack your weak points. Early on in the week, I was on Locked On Patriots, where we did our crossover show, where we do Locked On Texans with the opponent we're playing the week. And I was asked if they were the game plan would to be to go after, after the Texans, the Patriots secondary, rather. And my response was, no, why would we do that? The middle of the field and linebacker core is where the Patriots are going to be hit. Well, they did a pretty good job of that. And kudos to DeAndre Hopkins and his battle against Stephen Gilmore. Won that battle, five catches, 64 yards. Didn't really help me out in fantasy that much, but that's okay. I'll take the dub. One thing I will say about the game is to simply put it like this. There is an element to Deshaun Watson that is just flawless. What am I talking about? Three of his four touchdowns, well, if, if you account the passing, what I'm not going to do, the trickery play, but of his three touchdowns that he threw in the air, all of those were when he was moving around in the pocket. You know who, who also had a problem with a quarterback that uses his leg to make things happen? The Patriots had the same problem with Lamar Jackson. But in regards to Deshaun Watson, the way this game and the entire season, which is why I think we have been hard on Watson, is the fact that you have the capability to read these defenses. Man, he, he plays so good reading defenses, making those plays, Cody. And, you know, as I watched the game, I thought to myself, wow, he's growing up in front of our eyes, right? He's calling out. He's doing this. He, if he needs a check down, is a, he did a very good job of not forcing things. He did a very good job of calling out and reading the schemes and uh, the plays uh, against the Patriots. Also, on top of that, you know, I mentioned Hopkins won the battle against Gilmore. The running game was not existed. You know, they only ran for, was it 50-something yards, 52 yards on the ground? And I understand that. It's going to be games where that was similar to the San Diego game, where it just the run game wasn't there, but we were able to beat you through the air. And moving forward, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. He was like, what do we do with Will Fuller? Actually, my brother, what do we do with Will Fuller? What do we do with Will Fuller? And I say this, you pick up his option. Because when Will Fuller is on that field, the offense expands to a playbook that only he can allow that playbook to expand to. Now, even in yesterday's game, he only had one catch for eight yards, dropped a touchdown, which is funny. The very next play, Deshaun goes out and get that touchdown right back to Kenny Stills. 
But the dynamic of this offense with Hopkins, Steels, Fuller, and I, I'm going to admit it, we won't see Kiki again this year. He's in the doghouse, and I don't see him coming out. But you throw in fails, you throw in Atkins. There's so many ways this team can hurt you when, for one, A, they're healthy, B, they're confident. And just like I gave Romeo Cornell, the D.C. for the Houston Texans, all that credit and love about how he coached a very great game on the defensive end, can we give some credit to Bill O'Brien? Why am I getting giving credit to Bill O'Brien? Well, for one, you got your first win against your former head coach. You know, at, going into that game, Bill Belichick was 4-0 against Bill O'Brien. You, you get your first dub at home. But you know what Bill O'Brien did not do yesterday? He didn't become conservative. Even when they got the league, when they were up 20 to three and they were going down, marching, that in the fourth quarter, that moment to me said, Bill O'Brien, the Texans wanted this game. They did not get conservative. They did not just say, oh, well, we have the lead. Nobody in the league does that when they play the Patriots and Tom Brady. We get that. We understand that. But they were aggressive like we've never seen before when holding a lead. And to me, that opened my eyes to say, now you have no excuse because we've seen you do this before. We've seen this movie before. We've seen the credits. We've seen the ending. Now it just needs to be continued. And to piggyback off what you were saying, this Houston Texans, it has to be one of the best in the league. And to fully understand how great and balanced this offense was in last night's win, you mentioned that DeAndre Hopkins, 64 yards off of five catches. The next receiver was Kenny Stills. 61 for three catches. Duke Johnson was third, 54 for five catches. Darren Fells, 23 for two. And even though Will Fuller, you know, he 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 caught one one ball for eight yards. The fact that he's on the field, you you still have to pay attention to this guy because this is a guy who can light you up just as much as DeAndre Hopkins can, even though he, he 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 didn't have that good of a game last night. Just his presence on the field makes a huge difference because instead of you just focusing on DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills, you throw Will Fuller in there. Now you have a three-headed wide receiving core monster that can cause any secondary problems. And you saw what they did to the Patriots. So, you know, I agree with you, John. Pick up his option for another year. I do think 2020 season is going to be a make-or-break year for Will Fuller, but we have to keep this guy on the team moving forward no matter what. Have to keep him on the team. Have to keep him healthy really quick. Bill O'Brien said Watson, Johnson, and Hopkins came up with that trick play over the bye week. They had it on a piece of notebook paper, and they handed it to me. Players (laughs) know the game, and they know what they want to do. These guys are in the field room all the time. They know that they have the speed, the athleticism, the knowledge to beat teams in in a trick play form. I loved it. I loved it, too. You know, this team has been known to be conservative, right? We we know that, but bust it out. Why not? Let's get (laughs) it. Let's throw some sauce on it, right? This is easy. This is the sauce city. Let's get saucy with it. Let's do it. I I I believe that was the best play of the season. Just 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 due to the creativity. 
Yeah, the creativity. And you know what helps this game out even more? Not only did the Texans win, but I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you did, and everybody else saw it, how the the, the Texans came out in the, the uh, SWAT unit. Did you see oh, that yeah. before the game? <laughs> SWAT team Sundays. It was just – I'm so happy that they actually went out and won that game because social media would have been a frenzy, especially with Twitter. And a SWAT unit they was. They really held Brady and the Patriots in check. Like I said, guys, don't get caught up in those numbers because those numbers are inflated. Like, they will show – the 28-22 to 22 final score will show that, oh, it was a close game. But the reality of it was, it wasn't. It was not a close game. These Texans – can be for real. Now, later on in the week, we definitely have to talk about a couple of things. The AFC South is becoming interesting, guys. The Tennessee Titans are coming. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill is putting pressure. And I can't wait to talk about that later on. But, you know, today's show just ended off. Just let's, let's bask in the, in the greatness of Deshaun Watson, three touchdowns, well, four total touchdowns, beating the Patriots for the first time. In nine years, 10 seasons, however you want to look at it, Bill O'Brien getting his first win against Bill Belichick. So Billy O gets one. And just seeing the, you know, the, the guys, the players, the fans love the victory. The NRG was amazing for the Houston Texans. And to really see that means that maybe there's a corner that the Texans can hit. I'm not sure. They play the Broncos. Then they have the Titans. Then they have the Bucks. Then they end the season against the Titans. They have to finish strong. Seeding is going to be very important. They have to finish strong. But the win from last night was well worth it. Shout out to the Texans for the week. And I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. My voice has been heard around the world. And I want to continue talking to you guys about the Texas news and updates. My voice has been heard around the world. But Cody Davis, I'm going to let him finish it out. He's been heard around the world as well. Whenever you read anything about the Rockets, he does his job. Cody, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And speaking of the Rockets, um, Russell Westbrook and P.J. Tucker were the Texans' honorary captains ahead of last night's game. So Christmas time is coming up. You know what that means. This is the start of the NBA season for a lot of sports fans in general. So if you want to catch up and see what the Houston Rockets have been doing along with the Houston Texans, please follow me on Twitter. And as always, follow my boy, John, some sports guy, Hickman. For everything. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a crazy guy on Twitter. I just want to let you know that it can go from sports to religion to shoes. To, oh, my gosh, she's fine. It doesn't matter. I will say this. <laughs> The AFC playoff picture after last night goes a little like this. Ravens sit at number one now because they beat the Patriots. They both are 10-2, and two, but they beat the Patriots. The Pats are at 10-2. and two. Your Houston Texans sit at 8-4 and four because they beat the four team. The Chiefs, they sit at four. The Bills are 9-3 at five. The Steelers are six, the seven to five. But those Titans are on the way. I think they're going to make a push. Last but not least, Jadavian Clowney has three sacks this season. Jacob Martin, two and a half. And that's in the last two games. I think everybody needs to take a deep breath and apologize to Bill O'Brien because that man knew something we didn't know. 
Word from the wise, if you're going to go out and dress like a SWAT team, you might as well get the dub and victory along with it. Until tomorrow, guys, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.